Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about four ways to help your teen become independent. Let's listen in. Do you think there's any parent out there that's raising their hand saying, you know, I would really love for my child to be dependent on me when they leave home? No way. Nobody has the intention of doing that. But well, they're sad. we're sad when they leave. That's right, a little. And <laughs> But I mean, there's a part of it. They don't want to be dependent back on you. They, they're not designed for that. And mom and dad, you aren't designed to keep that up either. And so it's moving them to independence because that's what helps them grow up. One of the greatest challenges of helping a teen become independent is a parent's life lack of understanding of the teen's need for it. Hmm. They're designed for it, and it's a lesson that every parent needs to teach. You, know, you remember the story of the prodigal mm-hmm. when um, in Scripture where he takes the inheritance and squanders it and ends up eating with a bunch of pigs? Yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing just a little <laughs> bit. And then he finally comes to his senses. Remember the six words right before he comes to his senses? It's this. And everyone quit giving him everything. Oh boy! There is something about that, and we're going to talk about some things that will help you develop independence in your teen's life, and guarantee that you won't have a twenty-five-year-old clown on your couch playing video games later in life. Because uh, no parent has said, "I'd like to have a twenty-five-year-old clown <laughs> no, on my couch." Never. Those words have never been They've uttered. Never said that. Independence is something that you want for your child, and your child wants it desperately. Let's talk about these four ways to help your team become independent. Well, you know, I, I think the first thing is we change the way that we engage in conversation. And I, and I tell people this all the time, quit lecturing all the time and start discussing things with your child. By inviting conversation, you're creating, uh, you know, an, uh, an atmosphere that your child can mature into the person that he or she will be. You're valuing their opinion and you're helping them sort through their thoughts. This isn't time for me to keep implanting new thoughts. It's to cultivate what has already been planted so I can turn those seeds and let them figure it out rather than me figuring it out for them. Why do we have such a hard time making that turn? Well, because I think I, I think what happens is I get this idea that I'm a great parent because they've given me a coffee mug that says world's greatest mom <laughs> and world's greatest dad. So I do everything for them. I speak for them. I, I'm always giving them the answers. I'm teaching, 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 give them a ton of information. I'm always lecturing to them. And I get this idea because it's worked in the pre teen years, that it's going to work in the teen years. Well, it's not, Got mom to adapt, and dad. Yeah. That's right. You, it's changing. And so if you want your child now to become independent, you know, you, you should allow them to initiate a lot of those discussions. You throw out ideas and thoughts to get them to talk even more. And no topic should be off limits. Mm-hmm. This is where you talk about anything. It's not like, hey, we'll talk about that later. No, let's talk about it now mm-hmm. because now we need to deal with it. And you quit sharing information about everything. Well, this is what science says, or this is what medical, the, the medical world says. It's what is the wisdom that you possess, mom and dad, that you've learned by your observing, by your reflection and your experience in life that you can engage with your teen to help prepare them so that they can become independent? And by talking about it, you mean listening to the teen. Well, listen to what your teen is actually saying and respond to it. Listen to understand not just respond, though. 
I mean, open your ears, hear what they're saying. We get so concerned about what our answer is going to be because we want to look like we're a good parent. Here's some great things that come out of parents that create independent kids. When they begin to say, I don't know. I don't know. I need to figure that out. I have no idea. Beats me. <laughs> you know, there's something about that that allows a child to start thinking on their own when parents aren't giving them all the answers. When I said earlier about the prodigal, when they when he came to his senses, when everybody quit giving him everything, they quit giving him the answers. They quit giving him the opportunity to do everything for them. They created a world of independence, and that child started to think differently because they weren't dependent on mom and dad anymore. Responsibility has to come in here somewhere. Well, maturity follows responsibility. And in order for teens to be responsible, they have to be given something to be responsible for. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. It means I've got to quit doing everything for them. Mom, if you are doing laundry for your child, you know, and they're 15 and 16 years old, quit. And you're going to justify it anyway. You're going, now, wait a minute. And you're pulling the car over right now going, I'm going to call Mark and tell him he's wrong. And I'm going, the point isn't that you're doing laundry and being a good parent. The point is you need to start passing things on to them so that they can become independent and learn to control their own life. If you're doing all their homework for them, shame on you. Shame on you. (laughs) You've got to stop. You've got to stop. Because when they go off to college, what are you going to do? Do all their papers for them? I see you went to the same science fair I went to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, science fairs. That's amazing to me. It's when dads finally realize I'm not doing this again because it's just dads competing against one another. And that's okay in fifth grade. Yeah. But it's not when they get into eighth and ninth grade. And this lesson can begin very young, even with you know taking care of a pet, for example. Well, absolutely. Teaches responsibility. Absolutely. If we're going to get a dog, you're going to take care of That's it. That's right? right. And then if they don't, get rid of the dog. <laughs> oh, you know? has anybody ever done that? Well, keep the dog and get rid of the kid. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, maybe <laughs> okay. that's it. That's Gregston, G R E D. But if you want your relationship to go deeper than ever, stick with them when they fail and struggle through some of the things you're allowing them to do. When you say you need to mow the yard and they run over all the bushes, stick with them. It's okay. Those bushes can grow back. When they do something wrong, when they bleach all their clothes out because they don't know how to wash their clothes, it's okay. I can stick with you. When they have an accident in the car because you're allowing them to go a little bit further, when they don't come in on time, it means you stick with them in the midst of them learning to make good decisions. They've got to flex that decision-making muscle so that it can pick up the heavier objects, the heavier things, when they get a little bit older. Every parent knows that setting rules and consequences is one of the hardest parts of the job, but lots of parents make it harder than it has to be. Mark Gregston has helped parents all over the country And now he's put what he's learned into the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook. In it, Mark walks parents through the process of putting together a plan for developing rules and consequences that generate results. In the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook, Mark talks about the importance of setting a small number of specific rules that change the whole atmosphere of your home. Communicating exactly what you want from your team will help you learn how to discourage inappropriate behavior and encourage better decision-making. That means crafting rules with consequences that will make them think twice before they make a decision. The Developing Rules and Consequences workbook will show you how by helping you create a custom plan that works for your home. The hardest part of the job is about to get a little easier. 
order the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook by visiting parentingteenresources.org. So four ways to help your team become independent, invite conversation, give responsibility. Number three? Allow consequences to have their full effect. If your child gets into trouble and there's consequences, let them pay the price of those consequences. Mm. They get in trouble at school, go, man, I'm sorry, you got to work that out with people it at school. sounds kind of harsh. It does. It's the tougher part of love. And it's loving my child enough that I'm going to allow them to learn things so that it's not me always having to bail them out. There's a scripture, Proverbs 19, 19, that says that if you rescue an angry man once, you're just going to have to rescue him again. And so I want my child to learn from their mistakes. If they flunk a class, if they if they do poorly academic, if they skip school, if they're not turning in homework, I want them to learn the lessons. I don't need to teach it to them. They need to learn that from somebody else. You're not talking about situations where there's physical harm involved, obviously. No, no, no. I'm talking about things, choices they make where th- there's consequences that are, are age appropriate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's not like you, uh, you know, arrest a child for not turning in homework in the seventh grade, <laughs> but you have consequences where a child learns eventually, I need to do that homework because a teacher's asking me, not because mom and dad are asking me. And part of the consequences may fall on other members of the family and they need to feel responsible for that absolutely. as well. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so it's it's a part of saying, you know what, I, I, I want you to, to learn you know, how to, to control your own behavior. And we're going to do that with some consequences to guide you along the path that you're making choices to walk on. And the fourth thing. The fourth one is move from teacher to coach. Quit being the teacher that's always giving more information and always has another lesson to learn. Well, here's a lesson. Here's a lesson. You know, most kids are going, oh, no, here it comes again. <laughs> you know, instead, Quit. Let them come up with the lesson that they need to learn from the situations they're involved in. Move away from lectures and those teachable moments to discussions and action points. Come alongside and coach. Change your style to move them away from you and become more independent. We can't give you an age where this turn needs to happen because you need to be sensitive to That's that. That's right. It, it starts at age 12 where you start giving them more things so that the transition when they leave home is not hard. Because they're ready to go. They're wired that way. What you're doing is giving them little by little by little to have them move further and further along of becoming independent. So what that means is you're going to have some times the older your son gets where there's a little bit of conflict between two of you. Because it's hard to have two independent people living Mm -hmm. in the same home. That's wonderful. When your child says, you know what? I think I can live on my own. You know what? That is an excellent idea. And and what it means is that's right. What it means is you're doing a wonderful job of helping your child realize that he will do that one day and 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 he's becoming independent. That's wonderful. How about a few bonus thoughts on preparing teens for independence? That's right. You know, I I think there's some things to to that we can all learn from this that that most teens develop maturity from the outside in. And I, I want to explain that we clothe them in maturity and then trusting that it will be internalized eventually, which means this, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? This, what we do, we clothe them with it and give them the opportunity. And somebody goes, oh, wait a minute, it's risky because they may not jump up and, and do what we need them to do. They may not, but if I don't ever 
perceive that they're going to be responsible one day. I will never give them the opportunity. And hmm. so they will never become independent. Right. I want to start treating them more independently. You can take care of this. I know you can do this. And so when they do something, it's not always correcting them all the time. It's letting it set because now it becomes an issue that they're at least taking on the responsibility. They're not just waiting for my approval and and making sure they perform at my level. Independence is not one big decision. It's a bunch of little things along the way. It really is. Is, you know, and it may seem crazy to trust your teen with responsibility when they're still irresponsible, but how else are they going to learn? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you can't ride a bike, so I'm not going to let you ride one. So what do we do? We put them on it and we push them down the street and we know this, they're going to crash. Uh-huh. And what do we do? Get back on that bike again yep, that's right. and I'm going to push you again. Yep. And what are they going to do? They're going to crash. You're bringing back memories of my old gravel driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Your knees are hurting or something. But there's something about that. We do that in other arenas when we teach kids. And we've got to do the same pattern in their life when they become adolescents. I'm going to give this to you. I think it's a crazy idea to give car keys to a 16-year-old girl and let her drive in downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We do, and they learn, and they pick it up. And they do well, mm-hmm. you know, or wh- wherever that is. It it doesn't feel right, and I'm nervous about it, and it's risky. But but the the result or the return on that risk is very good when I give a child age appropriate opportunities to become independent. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.